This message is brought to you by ABC Church in Ammonford, West Wales. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org. Can I just tell you, we're going to have a speaker this morning that has um, been away for personal development at Bible College for a whole year. All the theological truths that will now pour out this morning because of anointed teaching and ministry that has been sown in over the year by Life Church into this body. It's going to be amazing this morning, isn't it? So now that we've set the bar that high, come on, Caris, come and share with us God's Word. Flipping heck. Talk about pressure. Oh, my days. Right. It's, can I just say though, it is actually so good to be back here and it's like, I just want to say like a little thank you to you all who have prayed for me, who have blessed me with finances, with your prayers, with everything. Like honestly, it means so much to me. Like I could not have done this year without your support and your backing. So thank you so much for helping me change my life. Hey, how about that for a thank you? <laughs> so we're just going to jump right in if that's cool with you. Um, and we're going to talk about foundations, right? So before I go into it, I would just love it if we could just pray together just so that we can set the word up well. Yeah? Is that all right? But also, please talk to me back. The more you talk, the more I talk. How about that? So it depends on on however you want this to go. You know, it's like a two-way thing. (laughs) But um, first of all, let's just pray. Let's just thank God for his word and just and see where it takes us. So thank you, Jesus, for your word, God. We've heard this morning, God, how good your word is, that it is so God-breathed, Jesus. And I just pray that that's all that this morning is, God, is just totally God-breathed, that you would just minister through me, God, but that you would open hearts, you would open minds, God, to receive from you this morning, God, just newness, God, all over this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, we're going to jump right in and we're going to talk about foundations, right? So if I asked you about your house, you would probably tell me my house has got four rooms, it's got a kitchen, it's got a living room, it's got a bathroom. I love my bathroom. I wish I had an ensuite. You'd probably go into all that detail about your house. It's got red walls, it's got blue walls, orange walls in Sophie Matthew's case. I mean, to each their own. But hey, <laughs> the last thing you would tell me about would be your foundation. The last thing, if I asked you, Olivia, Olivia, tell me about your house. The last thing she would say, Karis, I wish you could have seen the foundations. Oh, I wish you could have seen the foundations. That just does not happen. However, Without that foundation, you would not have had the beautiful orange walls that you have in Veto Sophie. Without those foundations, you cannot build the house that you are living in, right? So can we all just agree, just right now, before we go in any further, about the importance of a foundation? Yeah? Sick? Right. So... In Matthew 7, 24 to 29, we're not going to go into detail about it, but it's the story of Jesus where he talks about the man who builds his house on a rock compared to the man who builds his house on sand. And we all know that, that if you build your house on sand, it's not going to work because sand does not sustain you, whereas rock, rock it does, right? So just keep that in your mind now, just before we go into this, just keep in your mind the fact that even Jesus emphasized the importance of having solid rock as a foundation for our lives and for everything that it's going to hold, right? But we're going to go to Genesis. Is that cool? Yeah? So we're going to jump back to Noah. Who loves Noah? I love Noah. Do you love Noah? I think he's boss. I think Noah is a boss. I mean, who builds an ark without qualifications? Can we just, like, write up who builds an ark of the qualifications? You know what I mean? But anyway, Noah. So we're going to jump into Noah in Genesis 6, 
verse 9, which says this. This, hey, now then. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time. And he walked faithfully with God. I hope someone says that about me. Do you know what I mean? I really hope someone says that about me. Um, And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. And God saw how corrupt the earth had become. And for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long. 50 cubits wide and 30 cubits high. Make roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You were to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. And Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Now, it's quite long, isn't it? (laughs) Noah was described as righteous and faithful, yeah? We agree, righteous and faithful. And he was chosen to build the ark. Now, I don't know what job Noah had, but I'm guessing he had to drop it to build the ark, right? Because pretty time consuming, if you ask me. So Noah had to drop everything that he knew and build an ark. Now, similarly, us, when we become Christians, we are almost expected to drop everything we know with our old life, with everything that we used to be in the way that we used to live. We are commanded and we are called and we are chosen to drop everything that we know and build a life on Jesus, right? To make him our firm foundations. Because if we, can you agree, if we seek and if we pursue and if we build on the things of the world, of the material things, how many of us know that that's not going to sustain us? That actually the things of the world are not sustainable. That actually the things of the world are things that if we build ourselves on, we're only going to fall. Right? Because it's not sustainable. So if we build our life on material things, on, on the next latest thing, it's, it's never going to be good enough. If we build us, our lives on relationships, that's never going to sustain us because fact is, man lets us down, right? So if we build our life on Jesus and keep seeking him and pursuing him daily, it comes with benefits, but how many of us know how hard that is? How hard it is to every morning wake up and recommit our lives every single day to the purposes of God. To walk, wake up and say, yeah, God, I don't know what my life has in store for me, but I'm just going to have to trust you. Hey, how hard is it literally to build our life on Jesus? The Bible says to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all will be added. But it's added. It's not, it's not just, it's not just given to nothingness, it's added, the Bible says. It all will be added to what you've built. If you've built your life on material things, guess what? Not much is going to be added because God can't bless things that isn't of goodness. You know what I mean? God can't bless 
sin. Fact is, is that right there. So my question to you this morning before we dive in to Noah really deeply is, what are you building? And if you want a title for this message, it's going to be, as is there, the beauty in the build, right? So what are you building? So for Noah, the build was hard, right? It was really hard. It was a sacrifice. He had to stop everything that he was doing and he had to build an ark. He had to carry the weight. He had to push. He had to hammer. He had to work to get that ark. Just like we have to work to build a foundation on Jesus, right? So, Noah, day in, day out, regardless of how he felt, regardless of what his wife said, regardless of what his son said, he had to get up and he had to carry the weight of the ark and he had to make it happen, right? So, similarly... Each day, regardless of how we feel, regardless of what our wife says, regardless of what our kids may say, or whatever's happening around us, we are called, we are commanded to build our lives on Jesus every single day, regardless of what's happening, regardless of what's going on, regardless of what people say. We are called and required to build our lives on Jesus, build a foundation that is strong and sturdy. But the thing is, is, is this, is that when Noah was building, he had three key voices that would have been whispering into his ears that whole time that he was building. He had family, his sons. He would have had friends or acquaintances or people that are just around him. And he would have had the father. So we would have had his family, his friends, and his father just, just whispering in his ears the whole time that he was building. And just like Noah, we have those voices of our family, of our friends, and of the father. Now this, right? His family would have supported him, right? 100% would have supported him. I would have supported my father. And as wacky as it might seem, and, and his family might not know the fullness, and they might not know the detail, but they would have had to trust what Noah was said, boys, I'm going to build a boat. God says there's a flood coming. He says he's chosen me to build it. He says everyone's going to die, so I'm going to build it. You know what I mean? You would, wouldn't you? You wouldn't just be like, nah, nah, God, I don't trust you. But the boys didn't have that revelation. The boys didn't have that revelation that Noah had had, that there was a flood coming. They purely had to just trust their father and support him. And I'm sure that the boys, knowing all of this, would have helped his dad carry the weight. Right? So with us, right? This is what we need to do. When we're getting our foundations in place, we need to seek out our squad. Seek out our people, our crew, our people who are going to be with us to help us build a strong foundation. You need to find friends. We need to find people, find family, find anybody who is going to say to you, do you know what? I know you're having a rough day, but guess what? Let's just have a look at what Jesus says about this. Look, I can see you going the wrong way, but hey, come here, come here. Let me show you what Jesus says about this. People who are going to help you carry the weight and carry and help you build that are going to say, do you know what? I know this is a little bit hard for you right now. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to nail this one section for you and I'm just going to help you out and I'm just going to build this one bit because I know that you can't do it right now. People who are going to come around you, who are going to support you, who are going to encourage you, who are going to say, call you out, who are going to say, you're building this a little bit wrong, but hey, it's fine because I'm just going to trust you. People who are just coming around you, who are going to just support you through it all. Ecclesiastes 4.10 says, if either of them falls down, no uh, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Pity no one if he had no, no family to help him, hey? But pity us. Pity us if we haven't got people around us that are supporting us. Pity us if we haven't got people who are encouraging 
imagine us, pity us if we haven't got people who are going to pick us up. You know, the best thing about me going away this year is that I have got friends who I know that if I called them at three o'clock in the morning with a dilemma, they'd be straight there. And it's people who are full of faith is what you need. People who are on the same wavelength as you, who may not understand the fullness, but 100% understand your heart. Who may not understand the detail of where you go in and what you build in, but that they understand your heart, that you've been called for that purpose, that you've been called to build your life on Jesus, that they would help you in that. David had Jonathan, Jacob had Aaron, Jesus had Lazarus. Even Jesus had people around him. So we need people around us. So find your family equivalent who will carry that weight. Now, the second group of people who would have been talking about him would have been the people around, the people of the town, maybe his friends, people who were way more qualified to be building an ark would have been talking about him. And they would be saying stuff like, what are you, you building that for? What do you want about a flood? What do you want about a flood? No way would God wipe us out. What are you doing? You aren't even a carpenter. Why are you building a boat? Flipping heck, like what is going on? And they would just be hounding and hounding and hounding to nowhere, but probably behind his back. And that's the same for us, right? The more we build, the more things come against us. How many of us know that? The further we go when we're pursuing Jesus, the more that we seek him out, the more the enemy seeks to destroy us, right? But what I want to say this morning is this, right? withstand the whispers so find your squad but withstand the whispers withstand resist those people who are going to come next to you and say what are you doing why are you doing that like that what 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 are you doing no 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 find the people who are going to support you right don't go listening to these people who are going to nitter and after because that's not good for anyone right gossip guys is not good for anyone it does no good right so don't go listening to it the bible warns us of it he says don't do, what you doing listen to these people time and again the bible challenges us about only speaking goodness only speaking goodness, only speaking things that are life-giving. Hey, not life-taking, because that's not what we're about. Hey, we're about the fullness, not about the empty. Hey? So find those people. Find those people that are about the fullness, but resist those who will whisper. Resist them. Absolutely resist them. The Bible says this, right? Don't conform to the pattern of this world. So when everybody else is looking to you and saying, what are you doing building an ark? What what are you what are you doing? You can turn around and say, Do you know what? I love that you, you want to know, and, and I love that you're intrigued about this. But actually, I, I'm not going to conform to that. That, that actually, I, I'm I'm just going to do what I've been told, and, and I'm going to stay here, and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. But, but thank you, but no, thank you. But we need to have that boldness, and we need to have that confidence. But also, we need to have those people that we know that we can fall back on, that can come with us and say, Yeah, you, yeah, no, 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 no we're not going to listen to these people. So, um, yeah, so you know what you're building. Not everybody has the same revelation as you. So you're going to have the people that are going to support you because they know your heart, but you're also going to have the people who are knitting after in. But you don't feel like you need to explain yourself to everyone because you know what you're building, right? But you've also got the unhelpful, helpful people. Do you know those people? The unhelpful ones. They won't be like, boy, I'm a carpenter, let me help you. Oh boy, I built an ark this one time, I built this little raft. Let me help you. Yeah? The people who want to get involved. Oh, there's oh, this going to be a miracle. Come on. Let's get in. You know what I mean? Those people that are just so want to be in it. You know what I mean? You've got to watch out for them too. Because fact is, actually, they're not after the heart. They're after the, the, the hero. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? They're, they're not after the, they're not after the, oh, guys, 
these many people got saved. Oh, guys, look what I did and look how many got saved. You know, those people that are just like, oh, look, look what I did. I helped, I helped Noah. You know what I mean? You've got to be so careful of the whispers because some of them, oh my gosh, some of them may seem like they want to help, but they don't. It just glory hunters. You know what I mean? So you have to be careful that when you're finding your, and you're seeking out your squad, that you're seeking out the ones that you know have got your heart. Otherwise, there's going to be a lot of hurt. <laughs> let me just, let me just say that. The Bible says this. It says that my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So guess what, guys? If it's too heavy, nah. It's not of God. If it's hurting because it's too heavy on you, it's not of God. So be careful. Think about the weight that you're carrying as well because his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So they're unhelpful, helpful people, right? But this is where I love, right? Because the Bible says this. The Bible says you need this many cubits, you need this height, you need this wood, and he's so clear. God is so clear with Noah, right? So clear. And this is what I want to say when we're building... Our lives, when we're building our foundations, is this. Is we need to pay attention to the architect. Right? We need to pay attention to God. We need to look to him and say, God, I don't know what you want me to build. I don't know what this thing looks like. I don't know what is cracking off. But what I do know is that you wouldn't tell me to do something if it was needless. You wouldn't tell me. God didn't tell Moses, Moses, put out your rod for the lols. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's just, God just does not work like that. God works with, if you do this, watch me do that. Yeah? If you step out, watch me step in. Right? So we've got to constantly pay attention to the architect and pay attention to what God's got to say. His instruction. And do you know where his instruction comes from? Yeah? <laughs> hey? How many of us are, oh, God's not speaking to me? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, of course he is. He's speaking to you in 500 pages. But do you, do you read it? You know what I mean? Do you read it? Yeah. God can't speak to you unless you give him time. You know what I mean? And that's what Noah did, was Noah gave him time. Noah probably sat down and said, right, okay, I'm going to build it. What am I building? You know what I mean? And then God gives him instruction. God gives him the words to use, the detail. Oh, my days. And some of us may not have the detail, but we have the direction, if you want to say that. You know what I mean? He knew where he was going to go. He didn't know how long this thing was going to take. He didn't know the fullness of the sacrifice. He didn't know if he had to give up his work. He didn't know if he'd have to say goodbye to his family. He didn't know what he had to do. All he knew was that he had to say yes. And all he knew was he had to fix his eyes. He had to seek out the things of God. Seek out what God wanted him to do. Pursue that. And guess what? He built it. Hey? He built it. So... Noah did all God commanded. It's there, twice. It says it twice. It says, Noah did all God commanded, and Noah did everything commanded. Because Noah trusted that God knew, right? We don't know the fullness. We think we do. We think we do. And that's, that's the problem, isn't it? Is that we think that we know everything. Oh, this, this is where I'm going. I know it is. I know it is. No, 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 no. Are, are you listening? You know what I mean? Are you listening? Because that's what Noah did, was he, he listened so attentively. My dad said to me the other day, he was talking about how um, when he was ordained that, that um, Dickie, my grandfather, gave him a note which said something, then hearken to his voice. Hey, how strong is that? 
hearken to his voice. Do you know what that means? That means getting into God's presence and listening to what he says. Because fact is, your friends, your squad, your great. That's all awesome. But that should only add on to what God's saying. That should only push you into what God wants. You should not be relying on these people. They should only be pushing you further, encouraging you, strengthening you, helping you along the journey, not being the foundation that you're lying on. You should be building, building, building what God is asking. You should be building and seeking and pursuing everything that he has, brick by brick. God, is this where it's supposed to go? Is is this how hard I've got to nail this in? Is this strong enough? Like seeking God in and through everything. Noah didn't build what he wanted to build. Noah didn't use oak instead of cypress wood. He didn't use, oh, let's, go, let's go find some, some, some palm. Let's is make it look pretty. No, 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 no. He used the wood that God had asked him to build with. And how many of us know that sometimes we say, oh yeah, God, let me just do it my way. Let me just, let me just build my way. Let me just, at this foundation that I'm going to build on you, I'll half build it on you because actually I don't want cement. I want like real rock. You know what I mean? It's just like, what are we doing? What are we doing? So he built the way that God wanted him to build. So can we just be people who just want what God wants? Can we just be people who just say, God, I'm just going to build on you. God, I don't know what my life looks like. I don't know what my future looks like. But I just want to be someone that just builds on you, that builds what I'm supposed to build on who I'm supposed to build it on. We are called to follow the instruction given to us. Called, We are called and chosen to follow the instruction that God gives us, to love on others, to be people who just shine light, to just enjoy God. We're called to. It's not a task. It's not a mission. It's just a lifestyle that we are called to, to just shine Jesus and just love on him. And if only, if only we would trust God and follow his instruction to build that foundation, to seek among the whispers, to pursue with our peers and build a foundation on faith and hope on love and everything that Jesus is. Oh my days, watch God bless you. So God knows the plans. Like, like I said, Noah didn't know the time frame. He didn't know the sacrifice and neither do we. But because he'd built something sustainable, because he'd built something strong on what God had told him to build on, guess what? When the wind came, when the waves came, when the flood came, guess what happened to the ark? It rose. If you build something strong, if you build something sturdy, if you build something sustainable, if you build on Jesus, when that wind comes, when that rain comes, guess what's going to happen? You're going to rise above it. You're going to rise above that death. You're going to rise above that, sac- that whatever's happening underneath, that sadness. You're going to rise above the whispers of the people underneath. You're going to rise above everything negative, everything that God wiped out, everything that God is not about, all that sin, all that badness. Guess what? When you build something sturdy you'll rise above it you rise above it why because what you have built is so strong that trust that you have in jesus that love that you know that you've got in your heart that jesus has shown you that hope when you build your life on all that god says he is when the wind comes when the trials come when the tribulations come when that rubber hits the road you're gonna rise above it but unless you build something sturdy that ain't gonna happen That ain't going to happen. So, also, looking at that, 
The other thing that God sends Noah's way is increase. And it looks like animals, and it looks like saving his family. But when you build on God, not only do you rise above stuff, but God's going to send increase. God's going to send increase. It says, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. I love that. I love that. If you give, man, God's going to bless you. If you live your life so devoted to Jesus, oh my gosh, God's going to bless you. I cannot even tell you how many times this year alone in stepping out, in going to college, in doing all that I've done, the blessings that have come my way in my finances, in my faith, in my friendship, God is so in that. When you step out and say, God, I just want more of you. God, I just want to build on you. Jesus, that foundation that I have, I want it to be Jesus and only Jesus. Do you know what happens, guys? You get so blessed. God sends so much increase your way. It's so, it's insane what happens. And he saves. He saves when you're living a life and you're building on Jesus, the author, the perfecter, the finisher of our faith. Guess what? People get saved. Hey? Noah's family got saved because of his obedience. Do you know who's going to get saved because of your obedience? You know what I mean? When we live a life so devoted to Jesus, you can't help but have increase. You can't help but have salvation. Why? Because the Bible says, to imi- Paul says this, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Yeah? If we are people who imitate Christ, flipping heck, guys, the world would be changed. You want to see Alman for change? Imitate Christ. End. Love on people. Love on people. End. So... It says this, right? Again, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all will be added. So can we be people who build good? Who build on Jesus with every log, with every nail, every tired day, every argument with his family? He built, regardless of his circumstance, regardless of his emotion, regardless of what he was feeling, Noah built and he built hard, (laughs) can we just say? Same for us. If we build hard and we go all in for God, Look at what will happen. Look at the blessing and the increase. And like I said, just rising above stuff in itself. I mean, who wants to be people who defy the storms rather than live under them? Hey, build a foundation so deeply rooted in love and so deeply rooted in all that Christ is, you'll be sound. (laughs) So the reason that I call this message the beauty in the build rather than the beauty of the build, is because when you see something from an of perspective, you, you're looking on the outside. You're looking at, oh, that, look at that ark. So the people that saw the of the build was just like, oh, look at him building that. So all the outside didn't see the hard sacrifice, didn't look at Noah and think, oh my gosh, look at that. But the reason that the beauty's in the build is because I believe that with every single nail hammered into that boat, with every single log, was trusting God. God, I'm just going to trust you even harder today. This boat's getting bigger. The storm is coming faster. I'm one day closer to the rain, God. So I'm just going to trust you even more that what I'm doing is right. And it's the same for us. With every log, we know Jesus deeper. With every time that we spend in his presence asking for his instruction, we understand a little more of his heart. And we become people, we become warriors, the Bible says. We become people so deeply rooted in the things of God that when the waves come, we're solid. With every log, trust in more. With everything that we have, with every circumstance, with every bad word, with everything that, that may come our way, the more that we seek, the more we look to Jesus, the stronger we get, the harder we get, the bigger our ark gets, so the bigger our faith gets. Do you get my drift? The deeper we go, the more we fight, the more that we carry, the more that we bring. Guess what? The studier our solid foundations get, right? The studier we get. We get to know him deeper. 
flipping heck, to know Jesus, to know the ins and outs of his heart, you can't go wrong. To understand and to make his plans your plans, to make your dreams his dreams and his dreams yours, flipping heck, guys, to fall in love with Jesus is the best. And to have that as your foundation, to have that as something that you're going to build your life on, regardless of anything that's going around, is insane. Because with every wave, with every gust of wind, with everything that comes against you, you're sturdy and you're solid. So when the storm hits, we're so in tune with what Jesus says that it doesn't faze us. Those who build their life on Jesus, just like it says in Isaiah, right? That even young men stumble and fall, right? You may think that you've got it all, that you can do it by yourself, but even those people stumble and fall. But the Bible says this, right? That those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. Those who build on a solid foundation, who build on Jesus with what he's called us to build, with who he's called us to build, we will soar on wings like eagles. We will rise. We will be the best people that we ever wanted to be. We will have the best life that we ever wanted to be if it's Jesus-centered. People who choose every day to die to self, the biggest commitment you will ever make is that, is waking up every morning, putting down your cross and saying, God, I'm going to pick up yours. Every day, dying to self, every moment saying, God, I'm done with me. I'm done with everything that I want. I just want your will and your way. That's all I want for my life is the biggest commitment you will ever make, but it's the best. Building a foundation, pursuing his plans, his purposes, and your life just falls into place. And David, he got this because he wrote this psalm, right? And it says this, Psalm 27, verse 1 to 6, I think it is. It says this, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, and this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep my keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and, send, and send, set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me and his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Why? Because when we build our life on God, he strengthens us. When we build our life on God, that's where our support system comes from. When we build our life on Jesus, that's where the immense strength comes from. That's why we can go through life the way we go through life. That's why we can be the people that we be because we build our life so firmly on the rock of Jesus that nothing will cause us to fall. Nothing. But at the end of it all, just like the psalm says, the glory goes to God. Glory goes to God in everything, all the time in everything, in every circumstance, in everything. Because that's what, what, what Noah does is once the ark is there, what's he do is he builds an altar to God and he says, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. And that's what we fail to do sometimes, isn't it? Is when God delivers us, we fail to, to thank him and we fail to read. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, next miracle. You know what I mean? Thank, thank you, God. Uh, uh, can, can you sort this as well? 
You know what I mean? But nah, we're called to build our life on Jesus and thank him for what he's doing. Thank him for what he's doing. All glory to God. And it says even here, when I am delivered, I will sing and make music to God. When. When you're delivered from your circumstance. When you build on Jesus, all glory be to God. Yeah? So can we, just in closing, can we just be people who just pursue Jesus? Can we just be people who just want to build what he wants to build? Can we be people who just stand on his rock? Yeah? Because how many times is the rock even used in the Bible, hey? Jesus even says to Peter, on this rock I'll build my church. And what that rock is, is, is Peter's confession that he is who he says he is. You know what I mean? And if we can be people who say, yeah, Jesus, you are who you say you are, God's going to build his church on that rock, on that foundation. So if we can build sturdy foundations in Jesus, God's going to build his church. God's going to send increase. God's going to bless us. Hey, are we up for that? Awesome. Great. So let's build. Hey, come on. Sick. (laughs) This message was brought to you by ABC Church. For more information, please visit our website at www.abclife.org or search for us on Facebook or Twitter. You can also contact us by phone on 01269 596000.